Welcome to another podcast of Redemption Tempe, where we believe that all of life is all for Jesus. My name's Greg, and I am joined today by Ricardo and Josh. Happy New Year, everyone. Yes, Happy New Year. It is... uh, January 6th that we're making this podcast go live, but uh, it is the new year. It's 2019. How about that, guys? It's good. Yeah. It's good. Man. Another year. <laughs> Another I mean, year. It's crazy. 2018 was a this great was, one. This is going to be a big one. Yeah, totally. Yeah, 2019, going to do it big. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, this is also episode 13 of our reboot of this podcast, which is pretty cool. Uh, lucky episode 13 here. So um, we're going to be talking about an overview of the new series that is launching um, here in another week uh, called Love Walked Among Us. So I'm excited to jump into that. But before we do, I would be remiss. It's a new year. So Let's quick. I, I'm curious to hear from you guys. What are highlights for you from 2018? Mm. Well, for us, man, for me and my family, we moved here and that was huge. I mean, we love uh, just redemption. Uh, we love Arizona. Uh, so we moved in July and it's now six months later man, it just feels like home. And so, uh, our kids are thriving and doing well. My wife, Holly and I, things are great. And, and we just, uh, I mean, man, it's been amazing. So that, that was probably the biggest highlight. Another one for me, man, I just loved the exile series that we yeah. did uh, in the fall when we were here looking at what does faithful presence look like for us today in our cultural mo- cultural moment. And what are some of the ideologies and idols that, uh, they were wrestling with back in Daniel's day. And we're still wrestling with today. Uh, that one just had a particular impact on me. Mm-hmm. Rick, how about you? Yeah, um, 2019 for me, um, it was really good for us to be able to have Josh and Holly Butler. You're in half. 2019? I That's mean, good? 2018. Oh. <laughs> Here's the thing. He's in the future. He's yeah. Here's the thing. That's the thing about leadership. Sometimes the Lord gives you an opportunity to go above and beyond. It's that future vision. <laughs> vision casting. 2018 was good. Having the Butlers uh, come in, I think for us as a church, it was one of the healthiest years we've had as a church. And so we've been, we've been very blessed as a, a church to be able to grow numerically. We've been blessed with the church to grow in our families and to see people um, grow in their prayer life, to grow uh, in ways in which they serve. And this last year was probably the, the, the best year of that. And even from us internally on staff, in terms of our organization, leadership, communication, it, it was just a very, very smooth year. And so mm-hmm. um, really good on the church, church in on that. Um, looking forward to 2019 to hopefully some new endeavors and some things that we haven't done in a while or some things we've never done that we were able to to get going. Yeah. 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 I got to say one more thing too, man. A big highlight was just the affordable Christmas event Dang, in December. You stole mine. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I, I'll shut up. Then you can, no. you can go. <laughs> tell me what well, you liked about affordable Christmas. I was just going to say, man, it was amazing to see, uh, just these, uh, you know, 200 plus families from our neighborhood in tough spot, be able to be served, um, with just low, uh, co- you know, gifts, 90% reduced. And I think the piece for me though, I mean, the event itself was amazing, but I felt like it just clicked as a part of the bigger heart in our life as a congregation as a whole, that we have a culture of service, of caring about our neighbors, about Jesus came, said he came not to be served, but to serve. And mm-hmm. that we embody kind of that, uh, not only in an event, but that felt like kind of a signpost of what our culture is like as a church body here and really love that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I would say that that was maybe because it's still so fresh, but a highlight for me as well, uh, Affordable Christmas. I, I really like that event every year. I mean, there's the stuff that everybody says, which is legit, and, and really being able to connect with our city and the people that um, that are that live around us uh, and the hope that you know they would join our church community is always there too. But I really like it from even the aspect of every year I meet not just like a couple new people that are, have been a part of our church for 
quite some time, but a lot of people that I've never met before, but I've seen, never been able to put a face to a name. And it's just really cool to be able to serve alongside them and get to know them because um, we do have a bigger church and, and it can be hard to uh, meet a lot of new people. So events that we do like that, it's it's always cool to have the double whammy of being able to really serve our city while also being able to build deeper connections with the people in our church. So yeah, that, that would be my highlight for 2018 as well. Um, so how about f- hopes for 2019? And Josh, you only get one this time. Cause you might steal my hope for 2019 if you have two. He's I a don't hope know. Stealer. <laughs> hope I steal stealer. hope. That's what I do. I'm a host. Well, uh, let me think about it for a sec. Ricardo, you got yours. Well, I guess my hopes for this year, let's see, I got six of them. So, uh, my, just joking, Josh, yeah. <laughs> um, one of my hopes this year is a church that we can really start thinking through what it looks like for us to, uh, birth another church. Mm. And so not that we would necessarily plant one in 2019, but we would, that God would show us and raise up leaders and people that potentially would want to be a part of the movement of an expression of the gospel somewhere here in our city. And, and, uh, that would be, that would be really, really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. That you stole my hope. That's what I know. <laughs> that, you know, alongside with that, I think, uh, another one for me, there's been this theme in my reflection lately of like passing the baton of, you know, and dude, I feel like God's gifted us with uh, phenomenal, uh, leaders with particularly younger leaders too, folks who are, are coming up. We got a lot of ASU students and post ASU and all that. And just going, how do we, um, equip and just kind of unleash uh, a new generation generation of leaders to really be able to take, take the baton and, and not just kind of do our thing that we've been leading in, but actually make it their own thing in a sense, you know, and what, what are the fresh things that God wants to do through the gifts and talents and unique voices that he's given us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, that really does make me think a lot about the 6 PM service. We changed that, you know, last fall in 2018, but, um, it has been really cool for me because that's one of my main uh, jobs on Sundays is working with our volunteer teams and our leaders. And there are a lot of, um, students in the college collective at the 6 PM that are really stepping up and taking leadership roles. Um, in a lot of ways they're, uh, they're, um, to put it nicely, they're giving us in the morning services, some ideas, uh, to steal. I mean, they, they are so, uh, good at hospitality at the 6 PM. They're so good at prayer. They're so good at engaging with the people, um, at that service. So I I would echo that. I mean, that, that is a really cool thing to see, um, new leadership that's, that's growing in our church. I would say for me, my, um, my hope for 2019 is continued growth in our, I, I think a large part of my job is living in the future and like, um, kind of like scouting the trail. So specifically with you guys and then our elder board, um, setting the vision and the trajectory for our church. And then, um, one of the parts of my job that's, that's really fun is figuring out, okay, that's where we're going. How do we get there? Uh, and then working with the people on our staff to, uh, to make that tangible. And so I think I'm excited to continue to, to see where those flags are being planted and, and where the church is growing and where the, where God is leading us as a church to really engage with our city and then grow deeper in our own faith, uh, individually and corporately. Um, and so seeing those goals, I mean, that's my nerdy thing, right? Goals, objectives, tactics, it's boring for a lot of people, but it's fun for me. And it's, it's really cool to reflect each year and see the growth that we've, um, that we've how, how far we've come, I guess, as a church, even in just a few short years. And so, um, 
kind of echoing Ricardo's uh, soothsayer at the beginning where he was saying in 2019, I'm excited to have this conversation in a year from now about how amazing uh, and how, how, in what big ways that God was moving uh, through 2019. So I would say that's mine. Um, So yeah, that's exciting. That's cool. Well, um, why don't we jump in? This is, so again, uh, this is the first week of January and we are about ready uh, to start our, it's a 15 week series called Love Walked Among Us. And it's, it's, based on the book of the same title by, uh, by a guy named Paul Miller that, um, our church has been very involved with over the years. Um, I, I don't want to say too much. I want you guys to kind of say, um, more about that, but, but that's sort of like, I'm teeing it up for you guys. So I guess to start, I want to get your guys' thoughts of where are we going with this series? What's sort of the overview? What's the heart of this series of this book? Um, what is it that we're going to be looking at throughout these 15 weeks? Yeah. So you mentioned already, so the book Love Walked Amongst Us, we're going to be able to sell that book. And that's not a plug to to sell the books. We're not going to make you money off the books. The books are there so that you guys can read along and uh, just understand where we're coming from in terms of the series, we're looking at the life of Christ. And so one of the things we learned in spirituality is, and especially in our particular day, people are desiring to be spiritual, but not centered on the person of Christ. Oftentimes, even in churches, we hear about the word, the gospel, or we talk about God, father, God, we're in a desire to like crave for the spirit, but we don't really look at the person of Christ. Um, And so the series is to look at how love, the love of God, which is totally perfect series following an advent, like this love walked among us. And, um, and so if you think of it this way, um, in the gospel, particularly in, in the gospel of John, I believe chapter 11, you have this very famous story of Jesus coming to his friend's house, who's dead. And it's Mary and it's Martha and their brother Lazarus, who's Jesus's friend, is dead and people are weeping. And then you have the shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. And we laugh at that time. Jesus wept. That's the one memory verse that we can all get. But there's something very powerful when you slow down and you look at the person of Jesus and then you look how he interacts with the people who's around him and then how the people around him interact with him. And so right after that moment, they see Jesus weeping there. You know, the people around, as John writes, it says, they said, see how he loved him. Just that sense of going, they knew by Jesus's actions, his affections, the person of Christ, that he loved Lazarus. And I, I, I think looking at that is just a big picture of, of looking at this series of going, how do we see the way that love is with us? And how do we see that our lives and our spirituality is not about going up It's actually going down through the death of Christ and now being raised up by the power of the resurrection. It's not so much about moving through life as fast uh, as we can and gaining as much as we can, but it's actually slowing down and touching people and loving people the way that Christ did, praying with people the way that Christ did and allowing that same love that walked amongst us 2000 years ago by the spirit to be present in our lives now. So definitely something I'm looking forward to love teaching through gospel stories and gospel narratives and looking at the person of Jesus as we grow and deepen our spirituality. 
Yeah, totally. I think it's interesting how we just came out of uh, Advent in December. We look at like the birth of Jesus and uh, we're going to be heading towards Lent, like where we approach the death of Jesus. And often I feel like we give a lot of attention there as churches, like the birth of Christ, the death of Christ. Uh, But we can almost like zoom over or fast forward through or kind of skip like the life of Jesus and how uh, redemptively significant the actual life of Jesus is and being able to spend time there. Even think of the church calendar, part of the, we're, we're not necessarily doing it because of this, but part of the logic is, you know, you follow his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, his ascension and all. And I think going, do we want to take some time to actually soak in the life of Jesus? But also I think when we jump into the gospels, we can kind of like look to them to like, okay, let's find some fun facts or interesting information or things like that versus when we actually want to step into the gospels to encounter the person of Jesus himself, that in the presence of his spirit, we can actually have an encounter with Christ himself through his word. And one of the ways that can happen is like Ricardo was just saying, there are so many details in the gospel story that we can kind of fly over and miss. Like if we're just looking for the interesting facts or what's the big point or whatever, you can miss the tears coming down his face as he wept or the uh, rage in his eyes when Jesus gets angry, you know, like there, mm-hmm. there, uh, that Jesus had an emotional life and that this is a part of the love of God in human mm-hmm. form, you know, like as Jesus walks among us. Yeah. 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 I, I think about it. I think about it like this. If you think about looking at the person of Christ and through the power of the spirit imitating, and we love to tell stories and I do, I really do love watching. I love looking at people's kids whether they are birthed biological kids or adopted kids, they begin to mimic the people who they're around. Mm. They mimic their friends. They mimic, you know, people who they they mimic their parents. And there's a sense of going, how do we slow down and see Jesus that we may actually imitate him Mm. in politics, that we may imitate him in sports. We may imitate him Mm. in the living room. We may imitate him with our friends. We may imitate him in the city of Tempe Mm. in ways that are life giving to us, glorifying the him and actually life-giving to the people who are around us. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so that's really powerful. And that's, I think that's, um, that's a reason personally, I've been looking forward to this series. I think, um, this has been pretty present, uh, in my own life, me and my wife's life over the last year, we, we encountered, I I shared this uh, a week or so ago when I was preaching briefly, but we experienced a pretty significant loss in 2018, um, of my sister-in-law and it was very unexpected. Um, and it was right around the time that we uh, celebrated the birth of my son. Um, and I think one of the things that is so comforting in the Christian faith is knowing that we have a God who is with us and is feeling because we feel, and I think sometimes in our culture for certain feelings, at least we can be afraid of them uh, or we can try to suppress them or we can try to fight them or whatever. And and I'm not here to debate the that because there's there's probably appropriate times and inappropriate times and there's a way to work through that. But the the truth here is that we have a God who is with us and who feels. And that Lazarus story in particular for me was so comforting. And it's so much more comforting to know that we have a God in Jesus who is fully human and fully God, who can and has experienced everything that there is to experience, who can relate with us rather than a God who sort of sits back in the living room and kind of yells over to us like, hey, just know like every, I'm going to 
to work all things out for you in, in your favor or whatever, you know, that, and it, I think that's really comforting. So I'm looking forward to, to really diving into the, the divine humanity of Jesus mm-hmm. and being able to, to see how he interacts within our own lives uh, mm-hmm. in that way, both individually and corporately. So that's really good. I'm excited for the series. That's cool. Another thought too, is just, I think sometimes the smallest details are the most significant, yeah. you know, uh, like I love watching movies and things and it's interesting, you know, you've got like the, the big panoramic shot of kind of the scene and the setting, but sometimes the most important moments are when th- it zooms in and kind of that, that furrow on the brow of the yeah. cowboy or something, you know, or that, uh, look in the eye of the princess who's you know, waving from the castle or like there, there can be those little attention to detail mm-hmm. that actually can speak the main point of what the, the story is trying to communicate. And I think sometimes when we read the gospels, we can kind of skip over the details because they're small rather than recognize sometimes that's where some of the magic and the powers that yeah, know, is, yeah. is in those little details. And so I think taking the time to actually slow down and read, uh, enter into the gospel stories with an attention to what is Jesus like? How does that, uh, when, he, when he turns and looks, when he expresses himself in this way, when he reaches out in his hand, like what, what, what are those details? details Mm -hmm. communicate. If Jesus is God and God is love, then as we watch Jesus and the God, we're watching love walk among us. And what are the details about this is how the love of God expresses himself, not just 2000 years ago, but in our lives today, Mm -hmm. as Jesus is present walking among us in his spirit today, it's the same Jesus. How do we actually get to know not just stuff about Jesus or the work he's done, but actually get to know the person himself. Yeah. And having a relationship with him. That's good. Yeah. So here's a a question, uh, an FAQ, if you will, that I've actually gotten from a few people, um, about this series. So I'll pose the question. You guys can answer it. The question basically goes something like this. So for our next sermon series, we're all reading a book and you guys are preaching on a book that a person wrote or how does that work? Yeah. yeah, we're reading a book. It's the Bible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I do, I do think that there, there are. I mean, that's a good concern. And sometimes it's the thought of like, why are we just preaching somebody else's thoughts and 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 so forth? But the book is 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 a tool and a resource right. to help. Um, we're teaching from the Bible, right? And so we're going to be looking at fifteen stories straight out of the Gospel, right? And looking at the life of Christ. The book just helps mm-hmm. explain things in ways that that is better than what we can do during a sermon. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that there's always things you do. You need to do this supplement, um, the things that we do in terms of just the teaching element. There's multiple different ways in which people learn, um, engage. And I think that's just, it's just a, you know, a repeated pattern. In fact, you're going to go hear more stories in the book than you are even through the 15 weeks that we're going to teach. Mm-hmm. Um, one, yeah. So that's, that's where I yeah. would answer that. So, yeah. well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. each chapter is a gospel story. Right. Yes. So each of those, those chapters in the book focus on a different story in the gospel and we're preaching on that gospel story. If you want to go and read the book, great. But we just happen to be taking the same structure mm-hmm. that Paul Miller takes in his book. Uh, and we're looking at those same gospel stories. So we're, we're in the Bible. Don't worry. Yeah. But we just have this supplemental book, which is really good, really helpful uh, on top of that. But yeah. we're, we're talking about these different stories of Jesus encountering people while he was here on earth. Josh, you look okay. like you had something to add to that too. Yeah. If I could piggyback on that, you know, I do think that, you you know, there's central God has 
ordained, like the proclamation of his word and word and spirit kind of land at the center of our life as a community. Um, uh, but we do as a church body want to provide these supplemental resources that can help us kind of go deeper. And so even I think last year, um, when during exiles and advent during those series, we added, uh, some podcast resources that helped inspire the series and a blog and different resources. Those are, those are kind of wraparound supplemental, you know, supplements, things to help us kind of go deeper and, and resource us to, to those who want to take another step. Um, that doesn't mean we don't, you know, at the center, we hold God's word central at the center of our lives as Definitely. people, because ultimately we hold Jesus, God's word at the center of our lives as a people. Well, and that's actually a good segue. So as we're going through this series, um, I wanted to sort of end our time here talking about what are ways that people can engage uh, throughout this series, you know, outside of their Sunday experience when they're here and they're worshiping God with us together, um, going through the liturgy, hearing the sermon, singing the songs outside of that Sunday time, how can people really engage in the series and be growing in their uh, relationship with Jesus? Yeah, I think everybody's going to have, I mean, some of you guys have already started your um, New Year's resolution or whatever you want to call it. And some of you are starting to read through a Bible plan. I wouldn't stop that. Just go ahead and keep reading that wherever you, whatever you're doing. If you don't have anything already, it's okay to keep reading the same thing over and over again. And so maybe over the next 15 weeks that you spend time in the gospels. Mm -hmm. So you read Matthew mm -hmm. and you meet Mark and then you meet read Luke and then John, and then maybe read John and then Luke and Mark and then Matthew and, and just, and, and looking at it in different ways of like, what are, how are the people, when you read the story, how are people relating to Jesus? Mm -hmm. How are Jesus, how is Jesus relating to people? How is Jesus relating to his father? How is he relying on the spirit and asking those questions? And I think that would be good for just good study and group conversation with your friends. Another thing that I think could be helpful to kind of use the phrase, uh, from a mutual friend of ours that, um, has a church out in Portland. Uh, John Mark Comer, their church, they talk about practicing the ways of Jesus. And I, um, I think we can do that, not in the ways that they do it, but I do think that there's ways you can do it even in the family. So you read a story about Jesus and the woman who's caught in the act of adultery. And you read how Jesus says, you know, all these men are lined up to stone this woman. Mm -hmm. um, and he says, he who is without sin, why don't you go ahead and throw the first stone? And it says from the oldest to youngest. I mean, like they're very particular in that story, like the oldest to youngest, like older people know mm. their issues. Yeah. They drop the stone all the way to the youngest. And then it says, Jesus looks at her and goes, look, is there anybody here to condemn you? And the irony is there's one who's there mm. who's without sin yeah. and it's Jesus, but he doesn't, he shows her grace. Okay, read that story with your family. Read that story with your, your roommates. Read that story with your community. And then let, let us be able to go, what are the implications of that? How do we, if that is what Jesus is like, mm -hmm. how do we practice that this week? Mm -hmm. And journal and find ways practically in which you can now imitate and practice the ways of Christ as you experience him through the reading of scripture. Yeah, that's good. Totally. Yeah, I think another big thing, uh, will be, I think this is an opportunity to examine the relationships in your life. Because uh, while our, our ultimate goal is we'd encounter Jesus, the person of Jesus fresh, I think as we do, uh, that may throw into kind of critical light how we're love walking among us, how we're walking among some of the people mm. we love. You yeah. know? So some of the themes that will come up include things like, dude, how do we love people when people are difficult? Yeah. You know, like how uh, sometimes you have this tension between compassion and honesty. Like uh, if, if I'm compassionate towards people, I feel like they use me or if I'm honest, I feel like they get angry, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, um, and we see people 
do things like that with Jesus. Yeah. You know? And so as we, we see how Jesus navigates that, um, sometimes I think we have maybe some unhealthy definitions of what loving someone actually means. Mm-hmm. And as we watch Jesus in action, as we draw closer to him as a person, uh, our hope is it can actually create freedom in our own lives as we interact with others, that, that uh, it may be a time that, that you can examine some of the relationships in your life, some of the unhealthy dynamics that are there and see how the love of Christ actually maybe reshapes or reframes how you interact with others. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think both of those are really helpful ways. Uh, in general, um, I, we always want to be able to provide resources, uh, you know, as a staff, but, but you don't need it. You don't need us to do that for you. I, I think in particular, uh, the two ways that you guys shared are really helpful no matter the series we're in. Um, and that's, those are good things to be able to, to do as you read scripture, you know, alone or with your family or with your friends or, uh, whatever community that you might be in. I think, uh, some themes that I'm hearing and even reading through the book myself is taking time to experience when you're reading these stories and slowing down. It's really easy to, to read through these stories and be like, okay, what was Jesus? What was his point? What was he trying to like prove? But instead asking questions like, what was Jesus feeling? What were the people in the story feeling? How would I feel right now? If I was the woman who, uh, you know, touched his cloth and he looked at me, how would that mm. feel for the God of the universe to look at you mm. and imagining that? And then, so you feel, you, you think you experience, and then you go into the more pragmatic side of like, what are the implications? Like you were saying, Ricardo, like, what are the implications? How can I do that? How can I grow in that? How can I ask God to grow me in that, um, for a lot of those things? So, so that's really helpful. I think some things that we're providing as the church are these podcasts. So we'll continue to do these. Um, I've got, uh, our podcast crew is running, so you'll hear, uh, you'll hear from some other people besides myself. So you're welcome. Uh, Warren Williams. AC, Emma, Liz. Um, we've got a, a full crew and they'll be uh, having some guests on as well. Craig will be on here too. Craig is also going to be organizing a lot of our blogs. So we'll have blogs each week. Uh, and our hope is to get a lot of people within the congregation congregation to be a part of these, not only writing blogs, but also a part of the podcasts. So this is really a community effort and we're all learning and growing together. So those will be good. Also, like Ricardo mentioned, we'll have the books, uh, a limited quantity of them, but you know, if you wanted a supplemental thing to read along alongside these gospel stories, the, the book love walked among us is, is very good. Um, so yeah, so those are some of the, the practical, tangible ways, um, to be, uh, going along in this series. I think to, to wrap a bow on this, what are you guys most looking forward to in this series? Seeing Jesus afresh yeah. personally yeah. and, uh, what it looks like for me in my life. And then also being able to communicate it, uh, to the body, um, because we know Jesus, but I, I feel like um, it's kind of like this. Hmm. There's these questions that are out there that you can ask your spouse and, uh, you know, 50 questions to re-get to know your spouse or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to me how I'll ask random questions to Holly, like, you know, hey, who was your most influential teacher? And to hear her tell a story, hmm. I've known her for, for a long time now. And it's almost like, whoa, I just got to know a side of you that maybe I've never seen before. Hmm. And there's something just... Um, rejuvenating about that. Yeah. And I think there, there's something about Christ. There's a lot about Jesus that we just miss because we're looking for the things that we know. Mm-hmm. He's going to give grace. He's going to forgive sin. He's going to die. He's going to be raised from the dead, which is all beautiful truths. But like you said earlier, slowing down and looking like he didn't just heal the woman. He looked at her. Mm-hmm. He touched him mm-hmm. like just these ways of like, Whoa, Jesus 
is here to save the entire world. That's a pretty big task. Yeah. And yet he knows when to slow yeah. down and be present with people. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> uh, and I, I think just, yeah, revisiting, man, the person of Jesus afresh through his word. I, I love there's this quote I heard once. It was something like, you know, God created man in his image and man returned the favor. <laughs> I think we have, we have this unrelenting propensity to refashion God in our image. I think that applies to Jesus as well. I think we have this tendency to refashion Jesus in our, in, in the image of what we kind of want him to be like, yeah. you know? And it just it seems to always strike afresh when you dig back into the gospels, just fresh angles of like, dude, Jesus kind of blows up my boxes. He yeah. likes to blow up our boxes of how we tend to think of him and we can make him safe by kind of putting him in those boxes. Mm-hmm. I think I'm most excited about having my boxes blown up again, <laughs> getting to see him. You afraid. always know how to turn a phrase, Josh. That's why I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to starting the series. We'll we'll start it this Sunday. Um, so thank you guys so much for sharing sure. that and, and kind of getting us, our hearts and minds prepared for this series. It'll be really good. It'll it'll take us through the the Lent season, and we'll have some other ways uh, during Lent to be able to um, corporately respond to to God. Um, you'll hear more about that even on the podcast as we get a little bit closer to that. Uh, and and here in a couple of days, we'll also have our shorter. Um, announcements, January snapshot overview podcast, uh, where we'll talk about all the different things and ways to get engaged to our church throughout this month. Uh, but until then, again, thank you guys for joining us. Happy new year. Uh, really glad to always, always awesome to have you guys on here and, and share a little bit more about where we're headed as a church and, and what we're talking about in our sermon series. So thank you guys for joining me. Uh, and thank you all for listening. This has been another podcast of Redemption Tempe, where we believe that all of life is all for Jesus.